0: Open your Bible tonight to John chapter 8. John chapter 8. Why did Jesus come? Why did Jesus have to come? What did Jesus do in his coming? In our study, the Apostle John has been working to give us a correct understanding of Jesus and a correct understanding of His truth, the gospel. Now, we saw yesterday why it so matters. We saw yesterday why it is imperative that we understand. If you remember in chapter 8, verse 24, it said, Unless we believe Jesus is I am, we will die in our sins. And it is that big of a deal. Without belief in the truth of Jesus, we will die lost, condemned, judged, and guilty in our sins. And so John is adamant that we know the truth of Jesus. Why did he come? Why did Jesus have to come? What did Jesus do in his coming? Well, Be very confident in this. Be sure of this tonight. The reason that Jesus came was to save us from our sins, period. Because of sin, we are lost. Because of our sin, we are condemned. Having sinned, we are hopeless. We are without hope in our sin. And so understand tonight, Jesus came to save us, from our sins. He is the Savior for sinners. Well, we might say tonight, well, that's not the popular version of Jesus. It does not matter. Well, that's not the most attractive view of Jesus. It does not matter. Understand, he is the Savior for sinners. He came to save us from our sin, And so I want to tell you, as you go through life, if somebody says, what is the thing about Jesus? What is the deal about Jesus? You tell them, he came to save us from our sins. Tonight our message is entitled, The Saving Son. The Saving Son. Tonight we're in John chapter 8, verses 30 through 36. John chapter 8. Tonight, verses 30 through 36, the saving son. I'm gonna ask if you would, if you would stand with me in the honor and the reverence of the reading of God's word. Beginning in verse 30, God's word says this. As he spoke these things, many came to believe in him. Verse 31. So Jesus was saying to those Jews who had believed him, if you continue in my word, Then you are truly disciples of mine, and you will know the truth, and the truth will make you free. They answered him, We are Abraham's descendants and have never been enslaved to anyone. How is it that you say you will become free? Jesus answered them, Truly, truly, I say to you, everyone who commits sin is the slave of sin. The slave does not remain in the house forever, the Son does remain forever. So if the Son makes you free, you will be free indeed. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we come tonight, we, we come and we worship you. We come in the middle of this week on Wednesday, we praise you. We come, we're thankful for this opportunity for the 40th night to hear from you, to hear in your word. Lord, I, I pray that tonight is, truly an awesome night. I pray that it is a supernatural night. I pray that you would speak through your Word. I pray that you would lead us, that you would direct us, that you would encourage us, that you would convict us. I pray that in the hearing of your Word that your is held up. I pray that in the hearing of your Word that the good news goes out. I pray that in the hearing of your Word that your name is glorified. Lord, I pray for the folks that are here tonight. Bless them. Encourage them. I pray for those that are listening in some other meeting. I pray that you do the same, encourage them, bless them as well. Lord, we're thankful for you, and we praise you tonight. And I pray in Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. Tonight is a very important message. In it, we're going to see a very important perspective, one that we need surely, truly today. Yesterday, if you remember, we heard Jesus say, uh, verse 24, let me read that to you again. Therefore, I said to you that you will die in your sins, for unless you believe that I am He, you will die in your sins. We saw yesterday that to die in your sins means that you will carry your sins into eternity the weight of your sin, the heaviness of your sin, the guilt of your sin, the remembrance of your sin, you will carry it into eternity. We also saw that to die in your sin meant that you would be suffering the punishment for your sin for all eternity. We saw the verses, the Bible says, there will be torment and suffering As the punishment for our sin. Well, if you die in your sin, you will suffer the punishment for your sin for all eternity. We saw yesterday that if you die in your sin, you'll be absent from heaven. You'll not be in heaven. You'll not see the, the great things of heaven. But in your sin, you'll be absent from heaven. And then we saw that if we die in our sin, you will not, we will not be with Jesus. And we saw that is your fate. Remember the word, unless, now that is the word that gives the alternative, unless you believe Jesus is he. Then notice verse 30 tonight. Verse 30. As he spoke these things, many came to believe in him. Now, he has said, if you do not believe, you are lost. If you do not believe, you will be in your sin. If you do not believe, you'll be absent from heaven. And so they hearing what he is saying, they say, we believe. Now, here's a weird thing. Still today, even today, most people that I run into, I don't know what world you're in, but the the world that I'm traveling in, the, the people that I see, most people will say that they believe. They may have some story to go with it. They may have some explanation to explain it by. And they may say, well, you know what? I don't go to church. I know my language is atrocious. I don't read the Bible. I, I don't pray. But they will say, I believe. And there's a whole lot of folks, I don't know many folks, that would ever say they do not believe. Well, here in verse 30, they're saying, we hear what you're saying and we believe. Now, here's the important point tonight. Here's the important lesson. It was a false belief. It was an empty belief. It was a faith, but once again, it was not a saving faith. Now, we're gonna see why this is true in a moment. In fact, we're gonna see it for about the next 15 verses. But understand, Jesus is pointing out that their token belief. He is pointing out tonight their empty belief. Now, when when I read that, when we read that, we would say, how is that possible? How in the world can you hear that message? How how could you hear it from Jesus himself and not have a saving faith? How is that possible? I wanna remind you, in chapter six, in one second, they are actually saying Make him our king, even by force, make him our king. You can be our king. And 10 verses later, they say, we're gonna withdraw from him, is what the Bible says. And they withdrew from him. I wanna remind you in six months from this very account, they will say when Jesus comes into the city, Hosanna, Hosanna, glory to God in the highest." And a few days later, they will say, crucify him, crucify him. It was a belief here, but it was not a saving faith, a saving belief. Question becomes very important tonight. So, how do we know when belief is true? If they said they believed, and yet we find out that they do not have a saving faith, how do we know when their belief is true? Tonight, that's a great question for us. How do we know? when belief is true. As he spoke these things, many came to believe him. Verse 30, verse 31. So Jesus was saying to those Jews who had believed him, if you continue in my word, then you are truly disciples of mine. There is a sign, listen, of a person with a saving faith. The verse says, if you continue in my word, if you continue in my word. Let me explain this verse. The Greek word for continue means to remain. It means to abide. It most literally means to continue on or to proceed. And so it says, if you keep on in my word, if you abide in my word, It says, in my word. I want to look at that. Understand his word is the truth of who he is. And so he says, if you stay in the truth of who I am, if you do not abandon the truth of who I am, if you do not leave the truth of who I am. Now, what that means is the truth that he is God, that he is the savior, that he is the lamb of God, that he is the payment for sin, that he is actually physically risen from the dead, that he is the promised Messiah, that he is the way to be saved, in fact, the only way to be saved, if you keep on in the truth, if you adhere to the truth, if you do not abandon the truth, he says, then you are truly disciples of mine. Now, the word disciple We've looked at this before. It is a person that puts themselves under the teaching of another. When we are saved, when we are believing, we are under the teaching of Jesus. We believe and we've placed ourselves under the truth of Jesus. Now, I want you to think about this. From our verses tonight, we can see this. You can be believing... And not be a disciple, but you cannot be a disciple and not truly be believing. And that's what we see here. The disciple is the one that truly believes. That is a saving faith. What that means is you know, but not just a bunch of information, you know. And so you trust, you believe, and you continue on in that belief. Now, we want to be sure tonight, I want to explain this very well. It is not keeping on in the Word that saves you. That would be a work. Well, I got to keep on in the Word. I can't let up in the Word. If I mess that up, I won't be saved. It is not keeping on in the Word that saves you. It is being saved that causes you to keep on in the Word. Bottom line is this. We must truly believe. We must truly believe. And if we do, if we are truly believers, we will stay in the truth. That's verse 31. Jesus goes on verse 32. And you will know the truth and the truth will make you free. If you continue my word, then you are truly disciples of mine. And you will know the truth and the truth will make you free. A very awesome verse, a very important verse. Verse 32 shows us if we continue in his word, if we continue in his truth, we will know the truth. Now listen, that's a big deal. If you continue in his truth, we will know the truth. We will know it. That's a a big thing. That's a huge thing. That's a deep thing. Listen to me tonight. As believers, as disciples, we are people of the word. We are people of the word. That's what we are. As disciples of Jesus, we are people of the word. Listen, the word Jesus and the word of God, the truth of Jesus. As disciples, we are people of the word. The word Jesus and the word of God, the truth Of Jesus. And as we stay in his word, we grow in and we are settled in the truth. As we stay in Jesus, as we stay in the truth of the word of God, we grow in and we are settled in, we know the truth. Now, it's this circle. It looks like this. When you know Jesus, you'll know his word. And when you know his word, you'll know Jesus. And it just keeps making laughs. And when you know his word you'll know Jesus. And the more you know Jesus, the more you will know his word. And in doing so, listen, you will know the truth. Let me tell you something tonight. If you were to come to my office tonight after this service, and if you were to tell me Jesus is not the Savior, Or if you were to tell me Jesus is not God, or if you were to tell me Jesus is not alive today, And if you were to come to my office and you were to bring all of the experts and you say, you know what, I've got an expert in Hebrew and I've got four experts in Greek and I've got an expert in theology and I've got seven PhDs and I brought all the experts. If you brought all of the information, if you had all of the arguments, listen to me, if you can shoot fire out of your ears, I do not care because in the grace of God and the power of God, I know the truth. Praise the Lord. And so when you know Jesus and you know his word, and when you know his word, you know Jesus and you know the truth. And then it says this. And the truth will make you free. This is the good news. 40 nights in tonight, here we go. Good news again. Here's the good news. The good news again In knowing the truth of Jesus, I am free. This is almost too much. Let me tell it to you. In knowing the truth of Jesus, I am free. And you say, free from what? Well, back to verse 24. Jesus says, unless you know I am he, unless you know the truth, You will die in your sins. Well, verse 32, I know the truth. And so listen to me. I'm free of the guilt of sin. I'm free of the weight of sin. I'm free from the punishment of sin. I'm free from the shame of sin. I'm free from the regret of sin. I'm free from the things of sin. I am saved. Jesus is the Savior for sinners. How great is that? How awesome is that? We are saved by faith in Jesus Christ. We are saved by belief in Jesus Christ. He is the remedy for our sin. He is the remedy for sinners. Let me go ahead and give a plug for our invitation in a few moments. Believe. Believe. Do you know you don't have to wait till the end of the sermon to get saved? Believe, believe. By faith in Jesus, you're forgiven of your sin. Listen, you can do it right now. Believe, believe. We'll get back to that in a moment. Verse 33. How do we know their faith wasn't a, a saving faith? Now, we're going to see it more clearly tomorrow night But how do we know their faith wasn't a saving faith? Verse 33. They answered him. Listen to this crazy answer. We are Abraham's descendants and have never been a slave to anyone. How is it that you say you will become free? Here here in verse 33, we see they are still in their pride. And that's one of the great indications. They say here, we have never been slaves. Who do you think you're talking to? What what are you saying? We're Abraham's descendants. First thing is this. Think about this. They are at a festival celebrating their deliverance from slavery in Egypt they're at a festival actually celebrating their deliverance from slavery in Egypt, and they say, hey, we've never been a slave. Now, there's two things bigger than that. The next thing we see here is they think their salvation, they think their hope is in being Jewish, in being Hebrew, in being a descendant of Abraham. And so they say, they're very quick to say it, remember our lineage. We're descendants of Abraham. Remember who we are. They think their salvation is in their lineage. Let me say this tonight. It is a saving faith in Jesus alone that is our salvation. And no person's lineage amounts to anything. And and, and we say that and say, well, that makes sense. We're We're not those folks. But I want to tell you, I run into folks and they say, well, my grandmother did this, my and they're counting on their grandmother to get him into heaven. And that, well, we had a great faith. You ought to see how we grew up. And my daddy used to do these things, and he was a deacon over at that church for 35 years. And they think their granddaddy or their daddy or their mom is going to get him into heaven. There's folks that say, you know what? That's what my wife does. She takes care of all that. I just kind of bobble around with her. They think their wife is going to get him into heaven. No person's lineage will amount to anything. It's by faith in Jesus Christ. Now, here's the biggest thing. Their biggest issue, I believe, was this talk of sin. And I believe that's their biggest issue. I believe that's why they're most upset. Jesus says in verse 24, and you will die in your sin. Well, they sit there and say, well, does he know who he's talking to? That's not even the issue. We're descendants of Abraham. We're bigger than that. We're better than that. We're more advanced than that. And sin, it may be the Gentiles' problem. Sin, it may be the heathens' problem. It may be somebody else's problem, but it's not theirs. And they are offended at the talk of sin. You're going to die on your sins? I don't even want to hear that talk. I think it's funny today, isn't that the same today? And and, and I'll just be honest with you, it's it's, it's actually perfectly the same today. We don't want to talk about sin today. There's churches that'll tell you, they'll flat tell you, we're not going to talk about sin here. That's not what we're going to do. We're not going to talk about sin. Folks will say, you can't grow a church if you're going to talk about sin. And you watch today, folks think, we need help with our self-esteem. We need help finding our purpose in life. We need help having a positive outlook. But sin is not our problem. At least it's not mine. No one wants to talk about sin anymore. Now watch this. They say, We're nobody's slave. Verse 34. Jesus answered them. Truly, truly, I say to you, everyone who commits sin is the slave of sin. Now, we've seen this several times. Now, truly, truly, Jesus is marking this as an important statement. Truly, truly, it means this is the truth. Listen, this is the truth. Everyone, it means just that, everyone. Everyone who commits sin, everyone who commits sin is the slave of sin. Now, the Bible tells us, we I don't know anybody that will argue it, but the Bible tells us, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Romans 3.23, we have all sinned. Everyone has sinned. Watch today. Today we like to excuse sin. We like to redefine sin. You call it a sin, I'll redefine it. It's not a sin. We like to do away with the idea of sin. The idea of sin is ignorant. The idea of sin is unevolved. It is a superstition. So that's not a sin. That goes back to some old teaching. And the truth is this, listen to me. We have sinned. I have sinned. You have sinned. We have sinned. Friends, today, our problem is sin. And let me, let me just, I, I, I don't know what's wrong with this, but we run around acting like we've got to figure out what the problem is. We got to figure out, we get, we get people together and we get news stations and we get politicians and we, we got to figure out what the problem is. Let me tell you tonight what the problem is. The problem is sin. The problem tonight in the world is not something else. It's sin. The problem in our world, the problem in Afghanistan, it is sin. The problem in America, it is sin. The problem in our economy. Listen, the problem in our economy is sin. The problem in our homes, it is sin. The problem in our marriages, it is sin. The problem in our government, listen, you don't have to go post something tonight about that side or this side. The problem in our government is sin. The problem in our hearts tonight, my problem and your problem, it is sin. The problem in our world today is sin. The Bible says, Jesus says, everyone who commits sin is the slave of sin. Now what does it mean to be the slave of sin? First off, it means this. You are owned by sin. You are owned by sin. Sin is your master. You do not set your schedule. Your master does. Sin's your master. You do not decide how it goes today. Your master does. In most cultures, the slave took the identity, took the name of the household that they belong to. What that means is your identity is not even yours. You are owned by sin. That's the first thing to be owned by, to be a slave to sin means you're owned by sin. The second thing it means is this. You're also captive to sin. That's what it means. You're captive to sin. You're not free. You can't leave when you want to. You might try. You might think you're strong enough. You might have big ideas for that, but you are chained in bondage. You're held captive in sin. Outside of Jesus, you are held captive by your sin. You say, well, not me. You say, well, I'm I'm stronger than that. Not me. Here's what I'll tell you. Stop sinning. Stop sinning. Sin's not your master. You're not held captive. Stop sinning. Stop right now. Jesus says, if you commit sin, you have a sin problem. Jesus says, if you commit sin, you have a sin issue. Jesus says, if you commit sin, you are a slave to sin. Listen to me tonight. Jesus says, sin is the issue. And Jesus has said, if you die in your sin, you'll not be forgiven of that sin. You'll suffer for eternity for that sin, and you will be absent from heaven. Friends, be clear tonight sin is the issue. Sin is the issue. Verse 35. The slave does not remain in the house forever. The son does remain forever. What in the world is that? The slave does not remain in the house forever. The son does remain forever. I want you to see the picture. There is a house. There is a household. It is the kingdom of God. It is the household of God. And these folks are saying, we are descendants of Abraham. We have a place in the house. We are safe in our position. We have nothing to worry about. Now those Gentiles, they may have something to worry about, but we do not have anything to worry about. We have a place in the house because we're descendants of Abraham. Jesus says, hold on, you have a problem. The slave does not stay in the house forever. Now, I want you to see this picture. The slave does not stay in the house forever. The slave may come to the house. The slave may work at the house. The slave may know the occupants of the house, but in the end, only the sons get to stay in the house Only the son has a permanent position in the house. Only the son has an inheritance tied to the house. Only the son has the name of the master of the house. And one day, as the slaves are all being ushered out of the house, only the sons will remain forever in the house. Jesus says you have a problem because of sin You're not sons, you are slaves. Jesus says, it doesn't matter your lineage. It doesn't matter your work record. It doesn't matter your reputation. Because of sin, you have a problem. You're not sons, but you are slaves. But it gives them the good news in verse 36. Listen very carefully. So, if the Son makes you free, you will be free indeed. So, if the Son makes you free, you will be free indeed. Stay with me. Verse 35, the problem of slaves is sin. But verse 36, the provision of the Son, Jesus, The provision of the Son is that by faith, slaves' sins are dealt with, and the Son makes you free. Verse 36, the provision of the Son is that slaves' sins are forgiven. And so now the slaves, therefore, can be called sons. And Jesus says, if you're free, meaning you're no longer slave, You're free indeed. That's what Jesus says. If you're free, you're free indeed. Now I have to tell you, that is the best news ever heard. That is the most awesome news ever heard. Now what that means is, you're no longer a slave, you're a son, and so you can now stay in the house. You're no longer a slave, you're a son, and so your inheritance is secure. You're no longer a slave, you're a son, and so your name is now the master's name. You're no longer a slave, you're a son, and so you will not carry your sins into eternity. In fact, you'll not carry them at all. You will not suffer an eternal punishment. It has been settled in Jesus. You will be present in heaven and all the glory there. You are now no longer a slave, You're a son, and so you will see Jesus. And if the Son sets you free, you'll be free indeed. What an awesome truth. What an awesome truth that is. What an awesome gospel that is. Praise the Lord. If the Son makes you free, you're not a slave. And you can be a son. And you can stay in the house. You will see Jesus. Tonight we've seen the son that saves. Here's the point to all that. So turn to him. So trust him. Don't be like these hard-headed folks and keep throwing up objections. We have seen the son that saves. So turn to him, trust him tonight. He will save you tonight. Let's go, to the Lord, in prayer. During Father, we come tonight. We're thankful for you. We're thankful for your grace. We're thankful for your kindness. We're thankful for this great revelation tonight, these words tonight. I don't know what we thought it meant, but you tell us you make us sons. You remove our sin problem. We're no longer slaves. We're forgiven. We're restored. We're brought into the house. Lord, we thank you for that. Lord, I I pray first off, if there's some and maybe many that haven't received you, I pray that tonight they trust you. I pray here in person or some other place hearing this message that tonight they would trust you. Lord, I ask that any, any barrier any hindrance to that would be removed. And I pray for your glory, for your namesake, that they would trust you tonight. Lord, I pray for us that we are believers, that we have trusted you. I pray that tonight we stand up a little taller, that we lift our heads a little higher, and that we would know if if the Son, Jesus, has set us free, that tonight we are free indeed. Lord, we worship you tonight. We praise you tonight. We thank you. We exalt you. And then I pray that we wouldn't be so selfish we'd keep that message to ourselves. Lord, empower us to tell others. Lord, empower us to take this message to a world walking as slaves. Lord, we love you, we praise you, we thank you. And I pray in Jesus' name, amen. We're going to close our service with a time of response, a time of invitation. And I want to tell you the good news of 940 is the same good news. We have a Savior in Jesus. We have hope in Jesus, the forgiveness of sin in our Savior, Jesus. The Bible says if you'll understand you're a sinner, if you'll understand you've earned a punishment in death, If you understand he paid for it on the cross of Calvary, that he now stands as the resurrected Savior in victory. If you will turn to him, the Bible says, you shall be, will be saved. Trust Jesus tonight. Trust Jesus tonight. If you're here and you need more more information, you come, let's settle it. If you're here and you say, no, I've heard that before, I've never understood it, you come, let's settle it. If you're hearing it for the very first time, you come, let's settle that tonight. Settle it tonight. If you're here and you've made a decision for Christ, Junior Father and Believers' baptism, we want to give you an opportunity as well to testify this is what I believe of Jesus Christ. And so you come in obedience to Christ, and we'll set a day, it'll be a great day of celebration, signifying what we believe of our Savior, Jesus. You come, let's take care of that. Maybe you're looking for a church home and you've prayed about it, and believe God has led you here. You come as well. Together we'll serve. For his glory, his namesake, upholding this good news, his message. Maybe you want to come on this Wednesday night and pray at an altar. Maybe you want to pray with me. I'm going to ask during this time that no one would stir about, no one would head for an exit. You pray for those that are making decisions. If God has spoken to you tonight as we stand to sing, you step out and you come on. I'll I'll meet you here. You come on. I'll meet you here.